Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, aka Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, aka Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard. Either way, we're good for you. Good morning, puddings. Happy Friday. How has your week been? I always feel a bit of a fraud saying happy Friday when it's Wednesday in our world when we're recording this. But hey ho, it's another week with rhubarb and custard and it's a wet rainy day here and I don't know what it's going to be like on Friday. We've been promised a heat wave so I'm really hoping that you are basking in the sun today. Um, Rosie, how's your week been? Yeah, really good. I feel like this is one of those weeks that's kind of it's it's like a it's it's a bit of a marker in my business because I've sent out a proposal this week, like a re a really like, like, like you've proposed to the <laughs> big ones, haven't you? Yeah, you, this isn't like this isn't like a small proposal. This is a big no, one. This is a monumental proposal that I've sent out this week. So um I won't say any more on it yet, really, because like it just it, I don't know what's gonna happen next. But um it's been a bit of a like a, a moment for me, I think. Uh because like when I started my business, I started with as the girl doing 29 pound logos, like gone from two figure clients to five figure clients. Um and uh that's that's pretty cool. But uh we're going away this weekend. We're jumping over the bridge, so not going very far. We're just jumping over the bridge to Cornwall and um, spending the weekend in St. Ives. So I'm just like frantically trying to get everything into my week. Haven't even considered like packing, don't know where my swimsuit is, like nothing. Um, Just trying to like cram everything in to make sure that I've ticked all the boxes before I take the weekend off. So I'm quite excited because we've not been away for a while. Oh, so top packing tip, right? For when you've got so many other things going on. Grab a washing basket. And as you go past anywhere, just have this washing basket stationary somewhere and just say to everybody, right, whatever you want to take, chuck in that washing basket. (laughs) And then you've just got it all in one place. And you're obviously going to have to edit because the kids are going to put like the world and his wife in there so and it's just it's like it gives everybody a little bit of responsibility to go well what do you want to take and then you say you'll be like yes no yes no yeah you can take that if it's anything like my packing there's normally a lot more of my stuff in everybody else's case than they're in there than there is there I, I know you shared that as a tip but that sounds horrendously chaotic way of packing to, to, in my brain I'm just like no 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 please don't <laughs> I need to go like methodically from one person to the next person to the next person. And in my head, I'm like, right, you get dressed Friday morning. And then when we get there, you'll want to get changed into X clothes. And then when we go out in the evening, you'll need X, Y, and Z. When you go to bed, you'll need a pair of, like, I have to like step by step through the entire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is that. But this stops you from having to gather all the things. They do the gathering, put it all in one place. But how do you know if you've gathered all of the things? Because Well, that like... way then you've only got to go and find <laughs> the odd bits that they've missed. And it's like, right, you need two pairs of pyjamas, put them in. That way then as well, you know, like when, with kids when they're like, I don't want to wear them pyjamas, they itch, they scratch, they do all the things. 
they've chosen them. And it's like, there you go. It was in one spot. I'm saying going with the washing basket theory. But feel free to message us with your packing <laughs> tip. Okay, so what have I been up to this week? I've been stepping out of my comfort zone. I have, obviously, a beautiful face for radio and podcast because <laughs> I have started my radio show this week, which I've got to say was so scary but so exciting and was one of those moments where you step into something and you're doing it and then all of a sudden you go, hold on a minute, who do I think I am? What am I doing here? It was like being put in, left in a sweet shop overnight and they've locked the doors and left you in there because of all the buttons. Rosie, you sent me a message going, all the buttons. I did wonder about this. <laughs> so it was scary. It was learning something new, but it was also really, really exciting. So that was great. Had a little magazine feature as well, which was just, um, again, quite a marker in my business because this this article was all about the business and all about changing your life. And for me, you know that that's my why, that's my joy. It's Jo with her why. It's literally, how do you change your life? How do you create a life that serves you? So I can't, you know, a bit of, it was validation to say that what I'm doing is the thing and it's out there. So it was really, really special this week. It was brilliant. Um, It's been a really good week. Okay, so this week isn't a Rosie and Me um, show. It's a Rosie and Me and Other Plus One. And our guest today is somebody who I definitely consider one of my business besties. I'm very blessed to have lots. Um, but this one features on a daily basis, pretty much. And she's been a little bit quiet because she's been off making a human. And <laughs> what do you say, making a as you do she's been off making a human so she's been there though the whole time still bubbling away and we wanted to bring this fabulous person into this show because she really creates phenomenal foundations within business and this is Danielle Hanson your pretty practical business partner that doesn't take any of your funds she doesn't (laughs) come with any financial need in that sense of she's actually signed into the business she believes in your business she believes in you but she's that pretty practical virtual business partner the one that you can have all those conversations with business being isolated and lonely when you are an entrepreneur if you haven't got a pretty practical business partner in your business, then this has definitely been one of the secrets to success for me. Danielle Hansen, welcome to Rhubarb and Custard. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, we are very blessed to have you, Dan. Give us a little bit of an update of where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been making a human. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been officially unofficially off on maternity leave for the past eight ish months um but like you say still bubbling away in the background doing bits and pieces but I'm officially officially returning to work from June oh so it's the um, build up yeah yeah it's the build up but I kind of don't feel like I've been anywhere <laughs> <laughs> well you haven't because let's face it Rosie you'll know this when you are making a human and you're an entrepreneur and you've got your own business, does maternity leave really exist? It's not, it's not quite the same, is it? Like, I remember my maternity leave when I had Millie first time around and, like, I was employed and I was just like, bye, went off, yes, <laughs> sat at home, did nothing, had a baby and then just enjoyed, you know, just being at home 
with a baby and nothing else to do and yeah it's not the same when you run a business is it <laughs> it's not but it, I've loved it it's it's been a completely different experience from my first maternity leave but I've loved it all the same like the first time around like you say you're employed and you walk out the door and it's like oh my gosh I've got nine months off and it's amazing but I didn't want nine months off if I'm being honest I was like I love what I do and I love the people that I speak to every day and I was like I don't want to not speak to them for nine months <laughs> yeah so. it's it's definitely different isn't it like when I had Millie like I was so grateful for that nine months off but when you actually enjoy what you do and you put your heart into building it and like you say like you've surrounded yourself with people that you've chosen to surround yourself with it's not like when you get a job and you just go in like and it's like these are the people that you will spend eight hours a day with now yeah it's not the same it's it's a very different thing to separate yourself from isn't it and definitely and uh, I think Sorry, I was going to say for both of you, obviously I'm a lot further down the line. There will be no maternity in Sassville. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, unless it's one of the team. Um, but I, we had, it was Abigail Horn that we had on and we spoke about this a couple of times, but I think it's really, really important. Abby spoke about looking through a window. It was like watching everybody else through a window when she went yeah. on maternity leave. Rosie, you could really relate to that. Dan, we've had conversations about yeah. that. It's something that I'd really like us to discuss. And for Dan, to you give your experience on that? Because I think it's an area when you can't be wholly in your business for personal reasons, for the commitments, for whatever the situation might be. I mean, yeah. it's it's so easy to actually feel like you're looking through a window. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I definitely had that experience. I really related with everything that Abby said and it was comforting, I suppose, to hear that from her as somebody who I like really admire in the business field. Um, but yeah, definitely felt like, for some reason, I don't really know what it was. I sort of spent the the few months up to my maternity leave, prepping for maternity leave and preparing my business and putting all those systems and foundations in place. But I had this real fire in my belly. You kept saying that you could see it didn't you I had this real fire in my belly and it was kind of a bit of a strange strange timing because I was obviously really looking forward to like the birth of Millie and all that and like adding to our family and that was something that I'd planned and wanted to do but equally I was really raring to go business-wise and it's been an interesting kind of balance trying to trying to reconcile those two things like wanting to be Holy present and having this lovely maternity leave but equally them feeling like I don't know like like I was being left behind in a business sense because no it's everybody's on their own journey but feeling like I'm left behind in terms of where I was going so it was like everything hit pause and I could I suppose I could see where I could have been going had I not got like these other constraints and it's difficult because I say constraints and they're not it was a complete blessing and I absolutely adore being a mum, but it's a hundred percent taught me that I'm not built to be a stay-at-home full-time mum. <laughs> People say oh, I don't like the term full-time mum. Everybody's a full-time mum. You're always a mum, yeah. but um, full-time childcare, I suppose. Yeah, it's a really like it's 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 such a like heart-wrenching thing to deal with because you're like you're fully invested in both of these things like being a mom being a business owner you've birthed both of them yeah um and it it really does kind of tear at you sometimes like yeah definitely 
um it, it's it, it's actually an argument that we've had quite recently in our household like the where the burden of childcare sits and I like to think that it's fairly equal for us but um me and Guy have this kind of thing where like he's employed and he gets to work contracted full-time employed hours and have a child and he gets to do that at home or in the office wherever he needs to and for me like I see that as like a he doesn't like me using the word but I see that as a privilege that he gets to do all the work that he wants to do and still have a child at home and I don't but on the flip side of that he sees what I do as a privilege because I actually really love what I do and he doesn't like he doesn't get to choose um is it it was really interesting to kind of have that perspective on it and like I think ultimately wherever you are as a working parent male or female um you're never winning are you like (laughs) (laughs) you're never winning winning. hashtag winning almost yeah we have those conversations um for a lot of you like we've had these same struggles in that for a lot of years I felt like I had to fight to work so because my partner's employed the same and he works works long hours and he works really hard um it's almost like that came first um and it was always like oh when you get to sort of this point in your business and when you do that and I'm like yeah but how can I ever get there if I'm literally fighting for every hour and every minute that I can work like I I was looking outwards and thinking I don't see anybody else fighting to want to work this hard like I really wanted to but equally it came with guilt because particularly once I'd had when I was having Millie there's there's that guilt of your heart being in two camps I think like like I say, you, you love them both so much, but when when I wasn't working, I felt guilty that I wasn't putting doing the things that I needed to for my business. And when I wanted to work, I felt really guilty. Like, should I want to work instead of being with this precious baby that I've just birthed? And so yeah, that's that's really hard. But I've just accepted that I've got those two loves that I need both. I just yeah, that's that that's pretty powerful what you've just said there that you need both and you want both your business is definitely a baby in your world because you've put your heart love blood sweat tears finance relationships everything goes into it and you've made it from scratch so it's absolutely like another baby I definitely this is definitely my third baby and with mine flying the nest it, it's it's definitely ticked all the boxes of empty nest syndrome because I'm busy <laughs> myself with my new baby. So, in fact, my old babies don't get that much time of me now because of my new baby. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know, we're left out now. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting that you're both saying this. But I'd really like to know for the listeners as well, What's been your biggest tool, both of you? Because I've seen you both go through this. So I think this is, we've gone down a bit of a a tangent. We'll come back to sort of the pretty and the practical. But to be fair, this really lies nicely with the pretty parts of business and the practical parts of business as well. So I do think it's a really valuable discussion. What's been your biggest tip? What's your biggest thing that's got you through? On a a practical level, it's been, this is going to sound really good, really geeky. On a practical level, it's been systems and habits and foundations and routines. So business-wise, it was setting up all those systems to make sure that the business was solid and could run, sort of tick over in my absence or like it had those kind of things in place. And equally at home, I feel like, I I can't remember who I said this to, but I remember at a certain point saying, 
I've come to a revelation. I just need to systemize my life like I systemize people's businesses <laughs> because I just thought if you don't put those sort of rhythms in place of on a Friday, I do the shop, even if you do like an online shop or whatever it is that you do, like this day I do my washing, this day I do the shop, they need to sort of be rhythms and patterns or else you just can't fit everything in. Um, and from a pretty side, like from the <laughs> from a mindset side, it's been... Um, probably a lot of acceptance that you can't do it all you can't do it all by yourself having to ask for help and being okay with the fact that I'm not going to be like the the sole care provider formula and also the sole person doing all the things in my business like something's got to give but also like taking that taking up that space for yourself so like having those conversations with my partner and saying listen this, this is what's going to need to happen for, for my business to survive and for me to survive, like, physically and mentally through this period. So, yeah, it's the whole village gathering, I think. <laughs> yeah. Rosie, what about you? I think for me, I mean, I've talked about it before, I think for me, like, the, the mindset is really important because otherwise, like, it it just it comes with that guilt like wherever you are whichever one you're doing you you're guilty you feel guilty that you're not doing the other one so I think the mindset thing is really really important and just allowing yourself to just kind of relax into what happens happens what I get done in either camp I get done and what I don't I don't um and it's like it's I think the thing that I struggled with most I remember when I first started my business I had the same kind of balance. Um, Millie was 18 months old. We've both got a Millie. For anybody listening, we've both got Millie's, just in case that's <laughs> I feel like I need a Millie. <laughs> um, Millie was 18 months old and I was kind of balancing my business and I, re- I was desperately trying to do all of the things together. And now I'm just like, I don't even try. Like I put a post on my stories this week trying to work because I didn't have any childcare on Monday, trying to work at the dining table with Eva next to me. She's two. And it was just, I lasted like half an hour and I was just like, I don't even know why I'm trying to do this because it doesn't work. She's not being parented. I'm not being productive. It doesn't work. The two don't combine. Um, and I think having her, so I had, she was born two weeks before the first lockdown. So I had her and then I think I took a month maternity leave. Um, but obviously Guy was working from home. I was homeschooling Millie. And that was the real, like, you cannot do all of the things. That was, like, parent, teacher, like, um, business owner, like, all of them combined in one very small two-bedroom house that we had at the time. Like, no real space for anybody to be, no spaces to do all the different things. Like, it's just, like, all of it happening at once. And it was just, I can't, like, this doesn't work. I can't do this. Um, So... We had we had no choice really other than to kind of put a structure in place, um, and that's brought us through to where we are now. Like two years later, um, or more than two years later, we still kind of live by it, and we have like these things happen at these times of the day. These are my working hours. These are my parenting hours, um, and like the two just don't overlap unless something goes horrendously wrong and we don't have childcare for whatever reason but I really abide you for that Rosie I've always really really resisted um routine 
like routine and structure I really really resist it I think it goes back to school like I was desperate to leave school because I hated the fact that someone told me what time I had to be there and what time I could eat and what time I could wee and whatever caught on and all these like I had just hated it so I think sort of coming out of that I completely rebelled against structure altogether <laughs> Um, but in, in fairness, I found that when I went to university and there was no structure, there was nobody telling me that I had to be anywhere. I actually, I, I hated it. I felt really lost and I did not like it at all. So I've come to the conclusion that I need structure to rebel against. So, which is why <laughs> like working for myself, <laughs> working for myself works for me because I need a little bit, but I can push the boundaries at times. But I just wanted to point out that like, although I've like, shared what my biggest tips are I by no, by no means feel like I'm there like I'm still learning and I'm still <clears throat> listening to you say that Dan about rebelling against structure and everything else it's really funny that then you've gone into business to help people these systems in place however the difference being you bring both elements because that structure has to suit you <clears throat> and also in business it's structure for freedom is yes. the point like yes it's structure in the business to free you up to not have to have that structure. So I think yeah. it's, yeah, I've never really thought about it like that before, but yeah, you're right. It's, no, but it's, it's, it's that, it's that for you. That's me all over. <laughs> it's bespoke, isn't it? It's, it's got to work for you. And yeah. that's the beauty of it. When you're both, when you were both chatting then, I was like, you know, I go off on a little analogy and stuff like that. Cause I have to put it into Joe, Joe terms in order for me to understand it. That's how my brain works. And I've always said that when you have a baby, you get given this um, invisible rucksack of guilt. It gets put on your back and it's like, there you go. That's yours now. Keep that. See what you're (laughs) going to do with it. And it's really big and really heavy. Right. So you get this, you get this uh, rucksack of guilt. I didn't realise until this conversation, you also get given that the minute you birth a business, you get given this other rucksack of guilt. So if you've got a baby and you've got a business, you're carrying two of these big and they're silver and pink in my head. Right. So you've got these big rucksacks. But when it comes to these like upward hills within life and business. Right. Who's to say you can't just say, right, do you know what? And maybe have a physical, you know, um, act of taking that rucksack off your back putting it at the bottom because when you go up a hill right you're going to come back down aren't you you're going to go up the hill you're going to come back down so that rucksack's still going to be there so let's make it easier to get up the hill put the rucksack down at the bottom of the hill walk up the hill do what you got to do come back down that rucksack will still be there but it will be a lighter load and it'll be an easy way of doing it when you said danielle acceptance acceptance is huge in every aspect of being self-aware and knowing your boundaries, knowing what you're capable of. Rosie, you said, I just knew I physically couldn't do it. So why fight yourself? And why have that guilt? Why not just put the rucksack down, rucksack down go up the hill that day, do what you've got to do, come back down, that rucksack's still going to be there. You can pick it back up because it never goes away. It's really hard, but it's accepting it in those instances that, you know, once you accept that and you're like, well, okay, I knew I was going to have that all right then I'll just accept it carry yeah. on it's funny it's funny that you've just used that analogy so I was listening to um Karen Brady on Stephen Bartlett's podcast the other day I love that podcast it was really good it was really good and they, she, they were talking about how because obviously her, when they got married her husband was a footballer like had a really busy career yeah um, and then they had children and stuff and they were talking about how that kind of dynamic happened in their relationship and she was saying how all the way through their children's lives like they've just lent on each other when they needed it 
so like when they first got together his career was really um like took off um and he needed the space to concentrate on that so she took the burden of the children and then when he retired out of football and things were a little bit quieter that allowed her to go and do her thing with her career and so he took the burden of the children a little bit more so that she could have that space to go and do that um and I think that's really important like even if it's just on a day-to-day basis um having that having that time where it's like right I need to go and I need to go and do this and put that rucksack down um or have somebody like take that rucksack from you so that you can just go and do the thing that you need to do and like she said when she films The Apprentice now she said it's like 16 weeks or something and rather than let him down and disappoint him when filming runs over or just having the burden of thinking about him and his needs from her during that time he flies off to Canada I think to go visit family I'm sure he's in Canada. Yeah, so he's gone and she just has that space with no other burdens or anybody else to think about to just do what she needs to do to get that filmed and get that done and get that ticked off and move her career forwards. And they're off doing something else without her. Like it's not it's not with the kids, is it? Because her kids are grown up now. It's him, he goes, Yeah, I I remember listening to it, but she literally has um she gets up at whatever time she likes because she has to get up at five o'clock or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, she, she can just, yeah. And that was her structure. Yeah, that's her structure. And if it's not a part into those situations and maybe, you know, cert, sort of sourcing your support from wherever you can. Dan, I know that you have different support mechanisms, don't you? Um, mechanisms, oh, I'm calling yeah. your family mechanisms. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just in the wheel. <laughs> one of which is sunning herself in Cyprus at the minute, and she have seen her pictures this morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's our Jill Hansen, Dan's mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is all about. So we've kind of well, we, this is us talking about structure and foundation, isn't it, Dan? And this is what you do within business. It's I love the way you described it as rhythm and patterns, because that is you saying no, it's not structure. I'm just so rebel against routine so but I love that because you found a way that it works for you so okay if we were to give our listeners some you know real top tips first of all can we just give Danielle a little bit of a clap because not only has she been on maternity leave not maternity leave she just (laughs) did her first sort of power talk at Be Inspired and she absolutely smashed it. Big round of applause. I mean, you know, you took that on and that was no mean feat, Dan. That was you, almost like the Flintstone feat. It was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go for it. And you did it, you know, tell us a little bit about that. But also, I'd love you to go into what the basis of that talk was about. Um. So, in hindsight, I've not really been on maternity leave at all, have I? Because, yeah, I did a talk. <laughs> and I never intended to be a public speaker. I never never saw myself upon the stage, to be fair. I don't know what got into me. But, yeah, I um, I wrote a talk while I was off on maternity leave and I delivered it at Be Inspired this year, and it was amazing. It was, it was brilliant, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the... The purpose of my talks was the point of my talk is ideally in structure and strategy in businesses. And the point, the the point that I suppose that I was making and the analogy that I use for business is that building a business is like building a house and you need to build a house on really solid foundations. Um, So 
I see like when you start a business, I literally envisage it like you start off as you, you're on your own and you literally pick up the brick. Imagine they're like building blocks and you you stand there and you individually pick up these bricks and you stack them on top of yourself. You become the foundation for that business because you do all the things, you wear all the hats, you're all the departments, you're all the you're all the everything. And the thing where I come in is when you sort of get to that point where that burden wears too heavy. So you want to go on holiday and you think, oh God, I can't go on holiday because I've got all these bricks and I can't put them down. They're so heavy. Um, or oh, I'm really not feeling well, but I can't go and lie down because I'm holding up this big thing and it's really heavy. So, and sometimes even you think, oh, I don't even know how to give this to anyone. Like if I move from under this thing, it is going to collapse. So where I come in is building this, I call them the pillars. So I build the pillars underneath and I literally imagine it like taking it off one block at a time and putting it down on these pillars so that yeah, I'm doing hand movements and gestures and everything you can't see. <laughs> so that you've got these foundations and you build your business on top of those and then you can sit above that so that you can enjoy your building or your business or whatever it is. And it feels weightless and it feels like something that runs by itself, like sort of with you driving it, but not carrying it. And it just feels sort of a lot less heavy. You know, I just envisaged that. I envisaged it as me lying on the floor and all these blocks being put on top of me. And if I moved, they're just going to go everywhere, a bit like Jenga, right? Yeah. And as you were talking it, I talked my I kind of visualized it as almost looking like, you know, like a carport. So you've got these these pillars on the corner. To lie underneath it. There's room for me to lie there underneath it and be there. But actually, once you've got these pillars, you put the blocks on top of that, you can actually shimmy on out underneath. <laughs> <laughs> And, and go and do the things that you need to do, you want to do, you feel you have to do. And what won't happen is that that the reason I said say that again, sorry. It'll still be there when you come back. It'll, it'll still, still be, be there standing. when you come back. And it'll still have the roof and the structure above it to keep you safe, keep everything else. Yeah, that's a really nice way of looking at it, actually. But also when it's got its own structure, you can add and add and add to that. Yeah. Oh, you can have an extension. <laughs> what was the thing in that floor plan in my talk? A cathedral area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got to talk about the cathedral area. On Dan's talk, she had her slides in the background that were reference for the audience. And she'd had the slides done by the fabulous, um, I was going to say Wallace Wallace. Oh, it's not Wallace Wallace. Wallace Wallace. No, not Wallace Wallace. It's not Wallace Wallace. <laughs> He's actually called Mark, but everybody knows him as Wallace Daddy's hubby. Anyway, he did that now to be known as Wallace Wallace, King Wallace Wallace. Um, And he did the slides, didn't he? And he put you a floor plan in these slides. But in this floor plan, wherever he'd got it from, there was a cathedral area. (laughs) (laughs) So there's me talking about like the essential structures for business. And then I was like, however, obviously in terms of, like houses while there's certain rooms that you need there's obviously other things that can be I don't know circles to requirement they can you can have extras you can have luxuries like a cathedral area I don't know what it is <laughs> like that that you need these fundamental foundations but there of course are other things that you can add and have in addition but yeah, yeah these were my five fundamental 
<laughs> so what would you say in in bullet points um are the pillars that and by the way this is we're going to put out a warning for you right you do not have to have all these in place straight away do not panic it doesn't mean your business isn't viable or scalable these are just to do and to think about and you know yeah. just have them on your radar because at being inspired literally everybody got their pens out at this point and <laughs> like writing these down and thinking oh I need to do that I need to do that and Dan put a caveat in there that you know these are to go on your radar and just be thinking about them so Dan the pillars get your pens out listeners <laughs> yeah 100% so going back to the analogy of you sort of carrying all the blocks and gradually putting them down not having these pillars in place doesn't mean that anything's failing it just means that you're carrying that pillar so just bear that in mind like I say things can always be underpinned you can put them down one brick at a time it's not that you have to have all of the things but these are the areas that that I look at so we start off with sales and marketing um so that's how you how you sell your thing how you let people know about your thing your brand <laughs> and your brand <laughs> um, operations and delivery which is how you how you deliver the thing so once you've sold the thing how you actually physically deliver it to the customers whether that's a service or a product and then operations is just anything else that goes along with the runnings like the back end of your business um then there's finances which i is not that I've got a favourite pillar. They're all very, very important and you need them all. <laughs> but it's definitely this one. <laughs> she really likes this one. If one of them was going to go in the middle and everything else was to fall down, this one pillar would hold it up. Finances would be the middle pillar for me. They're just, they're so important. And I, I always say I tend to work with more heart-led entrepreneurs and people that aren't necessarily in it just for the money like people that have got some kind of bigger mission or message or something that they want to do in the world they're the kinds of people that I tend to work with and gravitate towards so it's sometimes a bit of a difficult conversation but I always say that whilst money isn't the whole conversation it's certainly a big part of it and without solid finances and understanding your finances it's not a business um so yeah understanding your finances and actually using understanding your numbers in real time and using that information to make strategic business decisions for me is just a big one so sorry I rambled about that one so finances (laughs) um then the fourth one is legal and compliance so that's compliance varies in different sectors some some sectors aren't really heavily regulated and if you don't think you are then you're probably not so don't worry about it but obviously everyone's got some compliance um responsibilities to like tax and HMRC and things like that and legal is just thinking about things like your terms and conditions and your contracts so legal and compliance and then the last one is HR and culture so that's the people that you have to deliver your products and work in your business um, and culture for me is just such a huge important thing and Joe talks about obviously spoke about brand and I feel like that your culture is intrinsically linked to your brand and vice versa so yeah they're the five sales and marketing operations and delivery finance legal and compliance and HR and culture I've just watched Rosie as you were talking with her pen. All those down. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> and do you know what 
there's there's lots to think about there. Just want to want to put out there, and Rosie and I've spoke about this before regarding legal and compliance. Insurance is a big one to think about because if you are offering certain services, you do need to make sure you have like some kind of business insurance, employees insurance. Absolutely. So check out insurance. What do you need? It's quite an easy Google search for what kind yeah. or ring a ring an insurance company and ask them because that's the part you just want to be covered. I would always start with insurance from a legal perspective. Insurance is arguably the cheapest. (laughs) It's the cheapest way to be the most protected. So there's certain insurance, like if you're a limited company, you have to have certain insurances. Um, And if you work with the public, you do like you have to have public liability and things like that. But in the absence of like, anything else that you've got in place at least if you've insured that's it's an important it's an important you know go find out definitely so dan has i'm gonna round this up dan has a saying and she's she doesn't know i'm gonna say this to her but it's one of my favorite sayings she has (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna say i can't remember it that's because she's had not that much sleep um in the last (laughs) couple of days being a mom um but dan one of my favorite sayings of yours is don't be an ostrich Oh, okay. I was like, I was dreading what you were going to say. I'm going to say all sorts. She has two, actually. I'm going to come to the second one, which is what she probably thought is where I was going then. But don't be an ostrich. Just, I mean, it says, it kind of explains itself. But Dan, what's your thoughts around that? <laughs> so I say don't be an ostrich because I think, it, again, it generally it comes to more down usually to the numbers and the legal side, the things that people don't want to look at. But not looking at it is always worse than looking at it. So whatever the situation is, at least if you know what it is, you can deal with it. But I've just, I suppose I've just come across so many people who have stuck their head in the sand and then had to deal with, you know, the consequences. It's bigger, isn't it? It's, it's bigger, so isn't it? much bigger. It's so much bigger. So when Rosie and I have spoke about this on previous shows and we've said about being intentional, And I think if you just put some time in your schedule or in your diary to just go, do you know what? Next Thursday, I'm going to Google about insurance. Be intentional about it. You know, put something in your diary intentionally every month to look at your finances. And that might just be to sort your pots out. I'm not even going to talk about, although Rosie and I did um, a conversation about pots and where you put your money and things like that. You know, just be intentional about putting that time aside to do it. Plan ahead for it. Okay, the final um, bit that I want to talk to you about um, is your other saying, which is where you're working with heart-led entrepreneurs really, really comes into play, Dan, and that is dream and do. (laughs) You're going to laugh at me now because I'll talk to you about this later, but I thought I'd had a really original idea the other day. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I've got this dead good idea, and then I looked at some notes from a session that me and you had had a while ago, and it was in there. So I was like, oh, it wasn't original. It was. I've thought about this before. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about that one before and then come back to it. So, yeah, dream and do. So dream and do sort of sums up the whole... um, not really talk much about this actually but how I'm very much two sides of a coin so like the pretty and the practical represents the fact that in business the pretty side of things it's not to do with aesthetics it's to do with the the intangible things the bits that you don't see so like Rosie said the mindset the vision the mission all those things like they're so 
important the so like I would call them the bedrock on which the pillars that I talk about would sit like they're really really important but I didn't want to build a business just around those things because I'm a complete dreamer I'm a Pisces and I believe that that's a trait of ours so I am a complete and utter daydreamer but without the practical side without doing something about it that's absolutely nothing so I didn't want to build a business purely on dreams like I don't want to sell people dreams I want to sell people results um so but equally if I sort of tried to name my business or talk about my business purely on a practical level it felt really dry and it didn't feel like me it felt really boring and really like I don't know I just didn't connect with it so that was sort of the pretty and the practical side it's marrying the two so dream and do is again is um a representation of that so we we dream and we do so we plan we strategize we think about the mission and then we put it into action oh just love it Rosie I think it just it's it's a balance of those two things isn't it like I think when you when you first start your business like you start with the pretty stuff don't you but it's the practical stuff that actually turns it into an actual business and you know the thing that's going to grow and scale and pay you away but then again further down the line you've got to dream again you've got to go big again you've got to go like you've got to hold the vision of where you're going but equally you've still got to keep doing the things the practice practical day-to-day things that you've just got to do or else like say it doesn't move anywhere so it's it's the sexy and the unsexy isn't it like it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you all have them guys <laughs> <laughs> so Rosie what's your takeaway for today let oh, you go first I don't Look even know I don't even know to be honest like there's like there's been uh, there's been so much in this episode and I think I think it's the I think the foundational thing running through it is you can't do it all like as a as a as a working parent you can't do it all as a business owner you can't do all of the things and we need a support network wherever you are in your business even if that's literally just trying to figure out parenting and running a business or whether that's trying to figure out growing and scaling your business you need a support network and you can't do it all love it Dan what's your takeaway for today on top of what Rosie said I think put down the guilt and I think what well got same as what Rosie said really not trying to do it all it's a reminder for me because when Rosie said like about having those really strict times and why we're trying to work and I still do that I still do it all the time um and I find it really hard not to but I think my brain doesn't like any empty gaps at all so if the kid if the kid's distracted for like three seconds I'm like (laughs) oh so yeah don't try and do it all be present where your feet are I need to come back to that doing the one thing and put down the guilt oh that's another one of yours that I love be present where your feet are that's such that literally sometimes I I hear that when I really really need to Mm. and I'm just like be present where your feet are at this moment it's so Mm. powerful my takeaway there are loads Rosie's right I mean I've got a full page of pink ink here that I need to (laughs) I can't decide which one I want to talk about but I think it's I'd wrote at the very very beginning because I thought it was really powerful and that is acceptance and just accept as soon as you accept the situation your expectation comes down and so therefore you're easier on yourself 
and that situation. So acceptance, but also I've got this, I've got this um thing in my head that's going, be a standout ostrich. I've got a picture of an ostrich in my head that's not got his head in the sand and he's looking up, looking around and he's going to be able to run faster and he's going to be able to do all things because he's not burying his head. So <laughs> I'm like, that was the other takeaway for me. Um, right, we're going to come to the, the best question that we that we love at the end of each show. But first of all, Dan, I'm going to say this again with a little bit of an introduction, only because I know it was something that was on your mind. Where do you where do people come and hang out with you? This comes with another little pre-section. Comes with has a been a disclaimer. Dan <laughs> has been on maternity leave, not maternity leave. So she was a bit concerned. You know, I've not really been in that session. I've not been in my group or my website says this or whatever. Dan, you're still officially on maternity leave. So that is perfectly okay. If you (laughs) want to go and hang out with Dan, um, one thing I will say to her, her response may not be immediate because we all have other things going on, but she will. You are there in her head and she will come back to you. And she's absolutely phenomenal to work with. Um, currently your strategy days are what you are structuring in because they're something that you can manage and do within the time because you work with lots of other um, you know companies it's not just a few you work with lots of people so where can they find you Dan what's the best way okay so I have um, a free community on Facebook the pretty practical business community and I'm probably most I say that if you go and see, you won't see, but most active on Instagram. So um, at Pretty Practical Business. So yeah, it was the thing that I had to put down. Like you can't do all the things. Posting on social media isn't something that is part of like my personal day to day life. So that was just the thing that I had to had to give. So yeah, I was I was like, I'm going to direct people to this page, and they're going to think like we've not posted on it for ages. So what's that about? Um, I've been on maternity leave. That's what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> we all we always say, don't oh, we? Yeah. I had a baby. <laughs> Joe has to remind me that I had a baby. When I start saying, oh, I've not done this, like, you had a baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I, do, I, I will reply on there. I, I will. I am so I am in my group. And if people, you know, if anybody posts in the group or joins the group, I am around. It's just I haven't flooded it with content over the last eight months. <laughs> no, you've been, you've been. You had a baby. Um, so, so for the end of the show, and one of our favourite questions is, Danielle Hansen, if you were a dessert, what would you be and why? <laughs> so I really struggle with questions like this. Um, and just to point out that I'm not really a very, don't shoot me, I'm not really a dessert person. I'm not. <laughs> Off in your very, head. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm weird. Um I do. It's not that I don't like sweet things. I'm a bit weird. And again, with the both and the two sides thing, I like to mix sweet and savoury. Um, so, but I decided that if I was going to be a dessert, I would probably be a fondue because then I don't have to choose and I can be all the things. And I can do whatever I want. I can do all the things and there's a little... A little bit of a chocolate, and you can dip into everything because well, that's that, true. It doesn't have to be chocolate. You are, you are pretty. You are the pretty practical business virtual partner. I think you're like the vice president within people's businesses. You can dip into all these different things. You know, your knowledge is unbelievable of the business world, and you really do bring sound foundations. Um, Rosie, 
what do you think about the chocolate fondue? I think it fits. I think it fits. <laughs> and also, if you change your mind, you could be a cheese fondue if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, that. Oh, I love cheese fondue. <laughs> well, just, just fondue. Can be, you could be a meat fondue. fondue. There's all kinds of different fondues. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So I don't have to choose. That's, no, you don't have me. to choose. There's no structure, <laughs> and you know what? You can dip anything at any time. There's, you know, there's no structure. So, oh, guess what, Danielle? We're really fond of you. Do you like that? <laughs> Stop it! That was horrendous. <laughs> I'm here for all the puns. I'm here for all the puns. Rosie, <laughs> what do we need to tell them about the sweet retreat? Oh, yeah, so sweet retreat. Um. Where are we now? We're May, aren't we? So Sweet Retreat is back for Second Helpings in November, uh, which is really exciting. This year we are going to, I say I'm saying this year as if I'm as if I'm as if we're coming back to like I'm a celebrity or something. Yeah. <laughs> this year we're going to the Brecon Beacons in Wales. Uh, we've got a stunning house, and this year's retreat is all about intention, intentional branding, intentional goal setting, intentional foundations in your business, intentional growth and scaling intentional personal development just intention so if intention is your word for 2022 then you're going to want to be at this retreat uh it's the 21st of november and it's three nights uh you have obviously me and joe uh and we're also joined by feminine energy guide best-selling author all-round fluffy squirrel uh nikki <laughs> kinsella uh the very talented branding photographer uh vicky head as well she came last year and took some amazing pictures um for the women who came and she's coming back so you have a branding shoot and we also have a special guest now every time i say to people we have a special guest zooming in to do a session around intention from new york they know who i'm talking about it's a secret isn't it but they know who i'm talking about like you probably know who i'm talking about um uh so yeah it's just going to be an all-round incredible uh a few days um and uh depending on when you sign up to join us there's payment plans available on it as well um and we'll drop the link in the show notes so that you can go over and have a look and secure your spot there's also a discount if you bring a bestie with you and you share a room um so it's a good way to bring somebody if you're if you're a little bit nervous about coming on your own because sometimes things like that can be a little bit nervy can't they uh bring someone with you and you'll save some money as well so there we go and she did mention and i sit here the whole time as if i've never heard it with bated breath and excitement waiting for it to go and there's a zip wire <laughs> at the house and there are disco balls in the kitchen there is a double decker bus there is a hot tub there are all the things that if rhubarb and custard built a house this would be it this is true yeah it's a pretty <laughs> epic house yeah it's a pretty we, epic house we're pretty excited about it to be honest that's all i'm excited about i've got to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Screw the content. Screw Nikki. <laughs> Screw Vicky. Screw our zoom in from New York. We're just you know, here for the house. You know, you'll be waking up in the morning going, Where's Joe? She's probably on the zip bar again. Yeah. So <laughs> get her in. Um, but no, we'd really love you to join us. The people that came last year have really moved forward with their business Absolutely. and have really found it useful. Um, and just a, a really good investment within their business as well. And it's a great way because we do it at the end of the year. It, it That is intentional where we do it because yeah. it gives you a great platform to go off, like do some work 
with it to really come at it with intention for the following year if that makes yeah. sense and it is it is a business investment in your business isn't it so it goes yep. through your accounts as an investment you know it's not a holiday it's not a holiday <laughs> um, it's not a holiday we did actually we almost got done for trade's description last year calling it a retreat because there was that much value um that many things involved that um everybody that came that's why we took it to three days because we needed to extend the time within it right puddings that is it for this week it's goodbye from me rhubarb it's goodbye from me custard <laughs>